Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. The difference in the game for me was... uh... Calgary did a nice job playing a very direct game, and they got their bounces. They, they made their breaks. Uh, I felt we didn't play direct enough. Um, ironically, two areas we were um, we were good in were the penalty kill and the, and the power play. And, and those, I think, the guys went into a game with, um, you know, they, they, they dialed in there. Uh, five on five, we, we played a little bit too... Uh, wanted to play a little bit pretty at times, and we didn't play direct enough, and it's uh, it was tough sledding as a result. We're going to be able to score goals like that most of the year, but until we have a, a commitment to team defense, we we won't accomplish much. Sometimes, in order to uh, have success, you got to learn those mistakes, but those are things we can clean up no problem. It's just a mindset to committing to do that. Back at it tomorrow in black and red, the Sabres taking on the New York Islanders now on the heels of a loss to the Flames that has them one and three through the first four games of the season. I'm going to dub this the happier edition of Sabres Live. That's a nod to Youngblood's latest collaboration out today. Uh, Marty, what is the prevailing topic? Is it goaltending because of last night and because of what we're seeing at practice today? Is it finding the team's identity that is still an offensive team, but one that has a great foundational uh, defensive base? Like, wh- where where are we starting here? Can I start with the option C or D? You know, when you have a, a multiple choice test, there's always the all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I, I always like answering all of the above because I think, number one, <laughs> that's why they put it there, because yeah. it's all of the above. Uh, and number two, it's a lot easier to move on to the next question. So uh, because then you can cover everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I after last night's game and then I sit down and think about it and go through my notes and review the numbers and review the video. I'm thinking that there's a lot that is happening to this team that was a reason why they won games last year. Mm-hmm. Funny for me. And maybe people are going to say, oh, they give up too many chances. Yeah, there was a couple of breakaways yesterday or whatnot. Uh, but defensively, five on five, even though it, it doesn't look so good, the numbers don't appear that bad. Like defensively, five on five, they don't give up so much that you say oh, we're overwhelmed defensively, that defensive the defensive game is, is bad, mm-hmm. right? 
the difference is that they are not creating offensively near enough um, and near what they did last season, um, five on five. And yeah, maybe the power play had some good movement and, and Tage Thompson did score on the power play. That's great. But five on five, when you have one grade A chance in the whole game, one, and it wasn't even a shot on goal. It was Dylan Cousins' breakaway later in the first period, well, halfway in the first period, that 2-1, that he went to the back end and had a wide open net and it rolled off his stick. That's the one grade A chance in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's going to be tough to win games. You got to put pressure on the other team. You got to make him feel like they, they're they scared of you a little bit. And right now teams are not scared of the Sabres offensively because because of that. So And then, and then that's going to linger into the goaltending because you, I feel like the numbers, even though there was a couple of breakaways or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, you get the saves on the on on the on the big chances, and then the average to lesser chances find a way in. Um, so that combines with the offense is really where my uh, uh, my focus is on right now. So Levi not skating today. As the group is out there, they've completely mixed up the lines. But let's focus on goaltending first. You're going to assume he's not playing tomorrow based on the fact he's not skating today, correct? Uh, correct. And and first of all, I should say, look, it's four games into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's four games into the first pro year of Devin Levi's career. Um, has he had some really good moments in the first four games? Absolutely. Has he had some moments that he wants to, you know, change and forget and, and adjust and learn from? Absolutely. And so... He played the first four. The Sabres are one and three. As a goaltender, you're never going to be happy about that, regardless of where you came from. I mean, Duffer, I got called up at 18. I lost my first game in Pittsburgh. I lost the next night against Ottawa, and I was mad at myself. And I shouldn't have been there. But mm-hmm. as a goalie, you want to win. You want to play well. It doesn't matter what your level of skill or 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 maturity of experience is at. So I'm sure mm-hmm. Levi is not happy. He wants to win. Um he, the team has actually defended pretty good in front of them when you consider, you know, the way that the games have gone and, uh, you know, at five on five, I should say, but it, it, the PK has been great. So they've helped him. Um, but I'm going to assume that tomorrow he's not going to play that he needs a, he needs a little bit of a mental reset here. Like uh, let's, let's dig in the video. Let's practice. Uh, let's learn a little bit about Levi too, how he can, you know, how he works between games, how he works if you give him a few days off and then you get back to practice, does that help him? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you have a better plan for later. Maybe four games in a row is too much. Who knows? You got to test those things out, right? Maybe it's you play two and then you sit a couple, you play another two. Maybe, maybe there's a pattern here that the Sabres have to uh, kind of uh, uh, figure out. But right now, I would assume that tomorrow, like they're going to go with either Comrie or Lukanen. Bold of you to predict. <laughs> well, um, okay, I will assume and I will predict that tomorrow Comrie will start. But that, uh, you know, again, I did not flip my heads or tails coins yet. So, uh, I, Oh, well, we still have 40 minutes or so of content <laughs> here in the show. So we've got time. Um, I could probably want... mess that up, the heads or tails. I, I couldn't well, mess you, it you, up. You might have messed something up already. I want to go back to the cousin's chance you were talking about. Yeah. What did you identify it as? A grade A chance. Okay. It wasn't five on five. 
No, but that, I, I'm not saying five on five. I'm saying okay. in the game overall. Said, I thought you had said five on no, five. No, no, no. Right? Like I'm talking yeah. in the game it was a, overall. It was a rare power play breakaway kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only great A chance in the whole game. That's crazy. The it's Sabres. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, th- but think about it. Okay. Did Vidar have to make like any unbelievable saves on great A no. chances yesterday? No. Did he look no, good? That's hard to tell. He didn't. I I can tell you, it, Vladar looked a little awkward, and and then mm-hmm. like halfway in the game, I felt like every shot hit him in the stomach, and it was always the same move. He would go down butterfly, put his both arms in front of him, and the puck would stick. But it weren't like good chances. Um, so the the only grade A chance was Cousins, and that was it. So again, to reiterate, Levi not practicing today. Yes. Are you leaning towards Comrie? Yes, I am. Okay. I am leaning towards Comrie. Um, Comrie did think, have a shutout of the Islanders late last season, too. So Yeah, yeah and, and and listen, I, I think that you signed Comrie a year and some ago, a year and a half ago, free agency, because you you felt like he was a he was a, 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 a consistent NHL goaltenders that put up good numbers in Winnipeg as a backup. Uh, that was trending the right direction. Um, last year had a good start to the season, got hurt. Yeah. Everything kind of compounded after that and never recovered from that. He had a good camp. Um, I think this is this for me would be okay, Comrie, this is your chance. But again, this is where three goalies become, you know, a little bit of a uh a, a conundrum and the fact that okay, well, if Comrie plays Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then you say, well, we got to get Levi back in because we just we got to put Levi back in for a game. Then UPL is in there saying, I would think, so. I would think so, would unless you? no, Comrie could I'm... play a couple in a row. But the same thing, it doesn't matter. Comrie wins, and yeah. you say we're going to give Comrie another game. Perfect. I would hope so. Comrie has an an okay game. You still win or you lose the game, and you say, okay, now we're going to put Levi back in. Mm-hmm. Lukanen still is sitting there saying, when am I going to get in? That's the thing that is hard when you have three goalies. It's not the the practice. They all get practice time. They go on before, they go on after. There's different ways to get your practice time. It's what are you practicing for to get in a game? And if there's if there's less games to be available to you, you lose that rhythm. You lose that that feel. And that's that's why it's it's a little complicated. Do you think that Craig Anderson? can help in any way with this? Well, yeah, absolutely. In the sense that he literally just lived it last year, playing well at times, but knowing that he couldn't keep playing and therefore having to manage his, you know, kind of, um, I don't know, emotional, mental approach to the game, knowing that it's not like it was 30-year-old Craig Anderson – but not only was he handling his own well-being, he was watching others, an abundance of goaltenders, trying to figure it out as well, not necessarily knowing when their next start was going to be. So now that he's officially on board as a liaison to help the players and the coaches and things like that and be around as this positive influence, um, is it is it just too overly logical for me to say like this is one of the reasons why he's here? Like they he's got a they, they'll appreciate whatever he can add to kind of keep the goaltenders in the right place. I I think that you just opened such a a um 
a topic of conversation when it comes to Devin Levi and maybe understanding a little bit more his mindset and and what Craig Anderson can help with and how maybe the Sabres have to manage it. Um, look, when when Devin Levi was playing at Carlton Place Junior A before he went to Northeastern, okay, he played almost every game. He played like 40 of 50 games that year. Like that was like he played four out of five, four out of five, four out of five. And they played two games a week. So he went two weeks playing games and he had a day off. And then and then he went to Northeastern and played almost every game. You know, he played 35, 37, whatever games in a season. He missed some time for either the World Juniors. He missed World the whole, year. He, he missed the whole the world, year. Yeah, missed the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he, like he, he missed some time throughout the season. Uh, but he played like almost all the games. And now that's the mindset that he has. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play. But whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not college. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not junior. This is the NHL. And, you know, that there's a reason why most teams now say, oh, 50 to 55 go- uh, games is, is where the number one should play. It's not 70 games like Marty Brodeur used to play or yeah. Patrick or Eddie Belfort, whatnot. That's not how it works. So Craig Anderson, as you pointed out, having had to tell himself, I want to play, but I should not. I want to play, but I have to take a night off and I have to take care of my body and I have to maybe get some practice time. Definitely will help. It, it will help. Uh, guide Devin Levi to that. My first season as a number one goaltender with the Buffalo Sabres, I remember playing 72 games that year. And when we saw Boston and Bob Essenza in preseason, Bobby goes, you never let me play. You played all the games. That was not fair, Marty. You never, I'm like, I was just a young kid. But I remember Lindy Ruff one day coming to me in Arizona and said, Marty, you're not skating today. The whole team's going on the ice. You're taking a day off. I was like, well, I'm not taking a day off. He goes, yes, and I want you on the massage table. I'm like, I'm not taking a massage. And then I got crap from the players coming back from practice because I'm on the massage table getting a massage and I didn't go on the ice. And I was, But I had to learn that stuff too, right? How to adjust, how to my body needed, whatever. I think Levi is going to need to adjust to that too. But but let's put that aside. Like The team has to give them some offensive support that's how they won last year mm-hmm. you know i pulled the numbers on natural stat trick today 32 of the 82 games last year the sabers at five on five had a less than two goals expected to score okay so let's just say five on five you pull the numbers the sabers should always be in the two and a half to three goals expected that they should create five on five yep. but 32 out of the 82 games they were below two their number was lower right and this has happened in all four games this year their number is under two in all four games this year at five on five so like 50 games last year you had it above then two you were you were creating you were on the offense there was days where games where it was three and a half 3.7 3.8 expected goals at five on five like that's your identity yeah and then and Levi yesterday made the save on the breakaways, made the save on the hard plays. Like give him, he's gonna make save. The goalies are gonna make saves. But you got to have that feel that you want to score goals, you want to create offense. And it's not working in that way right now. Well, that leads us to more changes today uh, and significant ones, but not unfamiliar ones, because we saw this down the stretch last year when Tage Thompson was dinged up. And when he came back, he was playing with Dylan Cousins. Well, Look what we have here. Jordan Greenway, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins as a trio. Skinner, Middlestat, and Tuck, which we also saw at the end of last year as part of Casey's run where he had 17 points in the last 11 games. 
Much of it was spent with Skinner and Tuck. Paterka, Jost, Olofsson coming back into the mix. Gergensen's Krebs Opozo. What name are you not hearing? That would be the name of 18-year-old Zach Benson, who, like Levi, not skating at practice today. Yeah, Zach had a, um, I mean, a, a, a below average game yesterday, and that's going to happen. I mean, if we start uh, wasn't alone. Out, if I, we standard on, if we started handing out grades every night, uh, there would have been a lot of C minus and D's in the game last night, and so it's not on Zach Benson. Uh, yeah, he had a turnover at the offensive blue line that turned around early in the third, made it the uh, uh, the three two goal. Everybody had turnovers. Everybody had moments, right? That's just going to be the Yeah, the and there was way. 120 feet of ice for them to recover, and they didn't. So. Yeah, and, and you know what? There was, again, there was an over-eagerness to want to create something when you needed maybe to back up, right? Like Darlene is trying to join the rush when you're 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 cornered into a cor- into the side of the wall, and he, he goes forward, and the puck goes the other way, and he's not there to recover. We heard Don talk about it. He said last night it was too good of a chance for that line to pass up, even though they were overextending their shift. But to your point, what you just said, and you love really intelligent plays, understanding clock management. There's got to be an internal clock in Darlene, presumably, knowing that the guys in front of them have been out there for 90 seconds almost, right? Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard. It's to, hard, right? Because always know, but the best ones do. And, and Darlene yeah. does that. Of course. And, yeah. 90% of the time he does and he figures it out. Um, but that was the one time that you needed to get that internal clock. And I totally get what Don is saying. Yeah. Look, we, we don't want to give the puck back. We're a puck possession game. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to change, but we go quick up to Zach Benson on the right side he goes to the blue line and he sees maybe an opportunity to make a play and not give the puck away. He tries it. It didn't work. Yeah. Well, it gets compounded by the fact that dolls went up the ice and went to the right side and the puck got turned over and then everybody's trying to recover. And it's a four on two. Yeah. Um, that, and I anyway. think that's what Eric Johnson was talking about yesterday mm-hmm. is that look again, you didn't give up much five on five when it comes to chances to Calgary. They didn't have a lot of, of, of like multiple chances. They had some good chances. Yeah. They had a couple of breakaways and whatnot, but you yeah. didn't give them much. Okay. Five on five. Your penalty kill was really good. The problem is that there was situational uh, situations uh, like situational hockey that created turnovers that, you didn't have, you didn't need to have you didn't need to force right and and that's the one thing that Don used all year last year is they're gonna score they have talent but you gotta wait for those moments to open up you can't force them and then so, he forced a couple of them yesterday so what do the line changes mean to you and do you think we'll see it tomorrow because there have been times where what we've seen in practice doesn't translate to the next day and do you think this is just Benson having it a day off right now and he'll be right back in tomorrow or do you think this is a good time for Zach to sit and watch a game I think it's a good time for him to sit and watch a game and look he's he's probably been one of the better most consistent like player through training camp preseason and the start of the year uh with Middlestead and Greenway but you look at yesterday's game, that line after 40 minutes at zero shot attempts at five on five, not even a missed shot, not even a block shot, not even a shot on goal. They had nothing at five on five. So that's a problem. And you 
add that to, well, is the Thompson Skinner talk line really, are are they really getting going right now at five on five? Eh, not so much as the Cousins line, which has changed because it had Krebs along with Paterka. Did that have really their game their, at five on five? Their numbers were better last night, though. Their numbers were better. Yeah. Um, I think JJ Paterka has had a solid start to the season. He's yeah. he's finding himself in good areas to score goals. He did score against the Rangers, scored last night. So good for him. But but this is a hey, let's change, let's change the energy. I I, I fully anticipate those lines to be the start of the game tomorrow against mm-hmm. the New York Islanders. I really don't think that you go out there and roll back Skinner, Thompson, Tuck, uh, Greenway, Middlestat, Benson. You, you don't go to the same thing because it's not generating enough right now. Again, four games in a row where the Sabres expected goals for, the mm-hmm. amount of goals they should score at five on five is less than two during the game. And their overall expected goals for has been in the two and a half to 2.7. Like, that's not their game. Even though right. they outscore their expectations most often, that's not the way they play. That's not the way they have success. Uh, no changes on the blue line based on practice today. And obviously we'll bring you any updates uh, as we get them from the players when they come off the ice. Um, Islanders are playing this evening against the Devils. So they'll catch New York on the back end of a back-to-back. And that means Semyon Varlamov. Uh, because it's been confirmed by Islanders coach Lane Lambert already that Sorokin, who's off to a terrific start for the Isles, uh, will play tonight. And Varlamov, who, as we discussed in the last road show we did from the yes. studio, he is one of those Russian-born netminders that has had his way with the Sabres over the course of his entire career. So uh, it'll be the typical challenge for Buffalo taking on the New York Islanders, but they did find a way against them a couple of times last year, and uh, we'll see how it plays out tomorrow. Do you believe, and are you wearing your bracelet? Not. It's in my bag. I got to pull it out. Well, mine is black and red, so it's more fitting that I'm the one holding it up right now. It's the return to black and red tomorrow. Yes. The 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 only question any of us have, will they score six on Varlamov? Um, well, I would settle for four. I'll be honest with you, Varlamov. Answer the is, question. You're under oath. No, I don't. I can't. I can't see this team scoring six. They can do it, but I don't see six being scored tomorrow. Come on, dude. I totally see it. Okay. Well, you saw multiple penalty shots in the NHL last night, and how did that work out? In my dreams. Exactly. There was nothing. There was nothing. You know what that is, Marty? That's a joke. You know what? <laughs> There You're telling been. me that in 12 games and nine gazillion goals scored, and who knows how many scoring chances, that nobody put a stick in the wrong place on somebody on a breakaway. I know oh, one wait of a them. Minute. Oh, it was Jeff Skinner. Yeah, it happened to Jeff Skinner yesterday. Uh, and really, to be honest with you, again, as I look at the replay of Jeff Skinner on a breakaway, mm-hmm. um, and this was in the third period, a three-three game. Right, he gets the puck. Through the middle of the ice, he's on a breakaway. You got, was it Anderson on the left and Hannafin on the right? I believe so. You're correct, Anderson yeah. is like trying to lift Skinner's stick as a left-handed shot. He's trying to come to his left side, lift the stick, missed a couple of times, and then got a little piece of him. But you're focusing on Anderson. What people don't see, and I noticed after watching it two or three times, is Noah Hannafin from the right side comes across and gets a pretty good slash. On Skinner's right 
arm, forearm, hand, which is the the, the top hand on his stick. Yeah. And that kind of put a little pressure on him. And then he felt the pressure from both sides and, and went down and lost the puck. Mm-hmm. And I think they're definitely, from what I've seen in the NHL this year and what they've called penalty shots, there was yeah. a good argument to be made there that that would have been a penalty shot. Now, um, you know, they didn't call it. It's 3-3. Do something, right? Don't give up that fourth goal. That's the thing. But it, it didn't yeah. happen. Road teams won seven of the 12 games last night. And Dylan Cousins is still the only player yeah. to have an overtime goal. What is happening in the end? This is absurd. I, I <laughs> like what I, it is truly unbelievable because we talk about how every game is supposed to be a close game and that there are a lot of yeah. lopsided games. There are a lot of lopsided games, not like crazy, like, but well, just, you know, like there the, was I some mean, crazy seven, like four, seven, three, six, two. Like there yeah. was some crazy scores last night. But there's a lot of kind of meh, you know, like Edmonton games, like the four one game, right? Like where the Flyers are just, boy, there was some bad body language on the Oilers and the highlights of that. Like just total lack of urgency on some of the plays. Um, I, and I, I don't know. It's strange to watch, but obviously the Sabres and Oilers are in the same boat uh, at this point in time. And uh, you know, but. One reason the one and three boat, the one win and three loss boat. (laughs) Yes, that is precisely the boat that we're speaking of. It would be the boat of us. The boat of us. The Oilers and the Sabres. And, you know, like we've seen the Flyers start hot before, especially Carter Hart. So I get it. We're not putting the heart or the cart before the horse here. But when you were returning to full time, really good NHLers, if not good to great in the form of two-way excellence of Sean Couturier and a goal scorer who can broach 30 with the best of them and Cam Atkinson, it does not surprise me at all that this Flyers team has been able to do what it's done so far. Yeah, listen, this Flyers teams did the same thing last year. They started right. really good. Why? Because Morello was in there. And he was like, let's shut things down and let's block shots and play well defensively. Carter Hart was one of the better goaltender in the first month of the season last year. His numbers, his uh, goal save above expectation was number one in the league. His record was excellent. Why? Because they played a certain type. And then after a little while, the injuries piled up and then teams started to figure it out a little bit. And so the Flyers now, they have those bodies back. They have Couturier, they have Atkinson back. They have a little bit more depth, right? And mm-hmm. their young players are a year older and more mature and can play a more consistent game. It's worked out for them. Um, do I think the Flyers are going to be this team that's going to knock on the playoff uh, door? No, I don't, but that's okay. That doesn't mean they can't have a good start. And the Sabres have a bad start. They started what? 5-2-2 two and two last year. Did that amount to anything? No. No, they had a tough November. Um, they had a tough November. Can you turn they, that around and have a good November and all of a sudden it, you reverse the whole thing? Absolutely. They're one in three. Come on. They, that's they, three. They've already eroded my October prediction from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Nine games in October. I said they'd go six, two, and one. What did I say? Oops. You were conservative and I think five, three, and one. Five, three, and one, I did say yes. So you still got a chance. And we still have a chance on this show. Like, I mean, if you haven't liked it so far, we still have a chance to make up for it. And I think you'll like what we have next. That would be Shana Goldman. And she'll <laughs> be just as excited as we are that we're going back to black and red tomorrow. On the first uh, of 15 times this year, the Sabres will don those jerseys. And the first 10,000 fans tomorrow receive a Let's Go Buffalo rally towel. So 
Get your tickets now. Sabres.com slash tickets. Want to see you at the rink tomorrow. Of course, we'll be on the air. 6.30 pregame Saturday night on MSG. We're back right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.